This is the Common Sense Podcast presented by Tamar. I'm your host, Tamar Weinberg, founder and CEO of Tamar, and I will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority. Hi, everybody. I am delighted and excited to bring Maya Russell in. I met her in a a Zoom, <laughs> I don't, a Zoom networking event a couple of months ago, and she is doing something really, really cool, something I completely resonate with, kind of flows very well into the Common Sense podcast, and thus I have her here. So thank you so much for joining, Maya. Thank you so much for having me, Tamar. Yeah, I would love share share where you are right now physically and what you are doing. So tell tell a little tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, yeah, sure. I'm coming in from Orlando, Florida. Um, beautiful weather down here on this crazy post-election day. Um, I'm creating an app that's designed to help users decrease negative self-talk and increase thoughts of empowerment, happiness, and self-worth. We're going to be using fun, uplifting games, playful graphics, and powerful affirmations to do that. So I'm hoping to help people retrain their brains to love themselves more, to think more positively, and to create a happier, healthier life for themselves. That is so cool. And I have to say, when I first heard that, I mean, it totally, totally resonates with the lifestyle that I'm trying to embody myself. So. I love that you're doing this and I am, you know, I know that you're a little early, but I really cannot wait to see how this, this plays out. Thank you. Me too. It's, um, it's definitely evolving and unfolding every day, which is really fun to see. Um, of course it's never moving as fast as we want it to be. Right. Um, but I guess that's just how life works and, um, trying to roll with the punches and, create the the marketing plan and um, going forward and talking to investors daily and all of that fun startup life that I'm living. Yeah. So just a few pieces, words of advice here. I would just Mm -hmm. say, number one, don't wait till it's perfect to launch. Obviously you might be a little still, you still are a little early, which is fair. And that's the only, that's the recommendation. The will not let me uh, wait it out. So we're going to be producing an MVP very, very soon, a, a minimal viable product that is. Um, and yeah, they're like, okay, two revisions, girl, like get this out. So I'm like, I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, and it'll be great. Um, but yeah, and, and I'm excited to hear the feedback from everybody when, when we do launch, cause it, it'll be, um, remember like the Facebook? Do you yeah. remember that? Yep. I How do like, remember the Facebook. It's <laughs> not that great. Um, uh, it'll be hopefully a couple steps up from that, but I always try to think of that when I'm. Oh, you know, I like to it. Perfectionist nature. Yeah, yeah, that perspective is really helpful. Yeah, the the other thing that I was gonna say is literally like, yeah, everything does go slow, but it needs to go at the pace. You need to obviously feel comfortable. And yeah, for me personally, I thought things were gonna be like literally like a year ago. I thought things were going to be, I don't know, two years ahead of where it is now. Like, it's okay. It's totally okay. Yeah. Well, what? Yeah. As insane. Yeah, that is. That's the startup life. How yep. is your perfume? Uh, so I'm in the middle of sending, uh, samples out. I, I have my samples. Everything is ready. I was, I had to, uh, change the formula a little bit. So it took a little bit of time, but now I'm getting it out. And it's funny yesterday, people are starting to has started posting on social media about it. So that's really exciting. I'm getting some interesting feedback. Definitely not what they had expected, which is exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to disrupt a marketplace. So not looking for the conventional mall like fragrances. I'm trying to create new ones. I'm excited about it. Uh, we'll see what happens. I am having my boxes for the retail products uh, being designed and finalized hopefully this week, if not next. And then we're very close to coming to the end and we're gonna see what, what's gonna happen. I mean, get, coming to the end in terms of finalizing products, ah, it's just, it's, it is scary, but yeah. And then I have to figure out what happens next because I'm trying to do things like completely still from a bootstrapped perspective. I'm so proud of you. That's awesome and very, very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But let's let's move. Let's let's shift the the conversation to you. Tell me a little bit about like, you know, you. I know your story, uh, like what you're doing now. But I know it came from a, a, a different a kind of, I guess, your adversity. Where were you before? What were you doing? What brought yourself to uh, create this product? I guess it kind of. This is like a melding of the two main core components of this podcast, or like what's your career trajectory to where you are today 
Sure. And I guess it ties into what's your uh, rise above adversity story. Sure. Well, um, directly before this, um, I, co- I have a sales and marketing background. Um, so I did uh, sales and marketing for a local microbrewery here in Orlando, Florida. Um, beer is one of my passions. I try to always steer towards passions. Um, learned that through adversity, um, and we'll get into that. Uh, but uh, I was a home brewer before, and I wanted to That's do cool. some. I wanted to do career change. So um, I and I have a background in sales. I've always excelled there. So um, I reached out to a brewery and I I was like, hey, I think that I can help your brand. You should hire me. And so they trained me and um, we got out in the field and and we did really good work. And it was it was a great company. Of course, you know, March happened and the layoffs and everything like that. And um, still big love to them. um, But it also put me on this great trajectory to do something else that I'm passionate about. Um, Yeah, I love I love it. That's such a different life like it's literally moving from yeah from alcohol to appreciation (laughs) that's and it's all very much in line with with who i am and where i come from um it's doing this uh the the product um the app and company is called appreciate you uh letter u like university um so that's going to be hitting the market hopefully soon but I feel like everything that I've experienced in my life has, has brought me to this conclusion. It's, I am meant to do this. I'm meant to put this product out and I was born to do this, everything in life. Um, can, I, can I go back and, and tell you a little bit about the story? Yeah, yeah, but before you do, I'm just gonna give you some, an idea. You might have thought about this. I know you're kind of building the app, app for like affirmation and self-love and all these things. You know, obviously mm-hmm. I know Appreciate You for University is something that I think is like, is awesome. But I really hope that for what you're doing is potentially like leveraging like universities type of courses. Uh, the other the other night I was taking a walk and when I take a walk, I listen to podcasts and I was listening to a podcast about how like universities are doing a lot of, uh, you know, they're obviously trying to pump out new content uh, in, in different, I guess, in different scopes. And of course, like, you know, Coursera and all the different sites, Lambda School, all these things, they're trying to really uh, focus on on you know reaching people through their auditory and their video content and i think i really hope that you're like you can find videos or high level videos so that like for example you can get like this appreciate you like degree i don't know i think that could be really fun and it could be an extension to the product i think you should like give a certification at the end like coursera right now you take like i actually uh i'm in the middle like in the last couple weeks which is really kind of just executing upon some of the learnings but um the coursera course of the science of well-being by Lori santos i'm a big fan of that and at the end of it, you end up getting a cert- certificate. So you should do like in the in the context of like the you of the university, you should kind of do education and have that education uh, eventually like lend itself to certification. I get my appreciate you degree. Yeah, that's fun. Um, and yeah. get get like a lot of people in due time. Get some get like, you know, self help people and, and people who could provide that positive self-talk in a in a different and in a more of like a university-ish setup. Like a thirty-day course of retraining the mind to, yeah. you know, move forward. I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, a great way to uh, possibly get some university funding. Yeah. There. <laughs> you never know. It could be, and you yeah. know, the thing is, so the podcast that I was listening to, um, they were talking about how the universities are, are trying to uh, do things a little differently in because I guess financially they're in a different financial place. I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure of this, the specifics, like the business and the financials behind what this idea and this positioning is. But I do believe that like having this type of access to a wide uh, variety of people could, you know, bring people in like That's another course. Yeah. yeah. Another course, our course I'm taking right now is uh, based on the University of Michigan, and um, it's on an, it's a negotiation class of all things. But it's interesting because the second the second course in like the second video in the uh, series is like the professor saying, "Here's what the University of Michigan is like, and it's, here's what life is like in Michigan," and it's like it's an idea to sell the university through Coursera, and I think that's what some of the perspective is, which ends up being. It ends up working out. It markets the the, uh, the university through the unconventional video content that they're doing. So that could be a way to like have like you know the University of California some sort of psych, psychi- psych, 
a PhD psychology professor sh- sharing some sort of insights that, yeah, it could, it could be, a, a, I, I don't know that that's, I, I feel like if they, if they would want to have to do some market, if they, they want to do some marketing, this might be a way to like capture those eyeballs. Absolutely. And that's definitely uh, something that I've considered. And I've been reaching out to different universities and, and seeing how we can make a partnership happen. Um, so yeah, the, I, I like the idea of that, especially it being in my the age group that I want to be focusing on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just thought it was a, it was a cool idea. I was thinking about that. Yes, go ahead, share your story. Oh my god! No, thank you so much. It's great insight, and I welcome it. Cool. Definitely. Cool. Um, yeah. So I was saying how I, I really feel like everything that I've done has led me to this outcome. This is this unfolding that's happening right now. Um, so I come from um, I come from. Portland, Oregon, or just outside of Portland, Oregon, a town called Troutdale, very small. Um, but my father was a uh, therapist for schizophrenics. And talking about mental health, uh, depression, the way people think was very commonplace at our dinner table. Um, we didn't shy away from that. A lot of people in my family had depression. or um, So it was, it was something that was spoken about frequently. So I didn't grow up with any of those stigmas around mental health or going to therapy or anything like that. Um, one of my earliest memories is going to uh, a schizophrenic home in, uh, in Portland, Oregon. And my dad would, you know, play the piano or play the guitar and I would sing. And we went there on Christmases to, to kind of give back and be a part of that community. Um, and I think I was like five or six years old and I was looking around the room and seeing these people who had this whole world in their head that we couldn't see. It was mind blowing, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, they're, they're literally, they, they see someone sitting across from the table that we don't see. It's a whole different reality that they're living in. And it just made me, it made me develop all of these questions around what creates our reality. Why do we experience what we experience and how we experience it. And just these questions blossomed. Um, and then when I was in middle school, um, I mentioned that I, I come from Troutdale, Oregon. The suicide rate is extremely high. And one of my classmates, uh, she took her life. And I was about 12 years old oh, wow. when this happened. And it, it, it was like suicide spread like wildfire. Um, every week we knew somebody else, another classmate that was in the hospital for, for harming themselves in one way or another. Um, and, and throughout my entire childhood from then on, it's, we were going to funerals pretty frequently. It was, wow. Is there, was there a reason for this? Is there, is there a particular thing that, that is the rationale behind the high suicide rate in your area or you don't know? Question. Definitely a question that's crossed my mind many, many times, something that I've, uh, talked about with my father, with other people um, that come from there. The the rationale um, that I've kind of come across is one, it was it was a peer thing, and so when when one person does it, people are like, oh, that that's an option. I can do that too. Yeah. And so it kind of it's it's a it's an association with it's a possibility, and you know your your boyfriend breaks up with you feels like the world is ending so you can take your life you can do that that's now an option because somebody else did it i can do it too there's also you know evidence around um the weather you know a seasonal depression um right which and the clocks change here so yeah it's very common there um almost everyone i know has seasonal depression um but going to the extreme of taking your own life uh, there's um i'm not saying that it's not valid but there's a lot of different thought around it. So it all led into a lot of questions. Um, and I didn't really find answers, um, until I experienced my own depression, uh, when I was about 25 years old. So I was at the height of my success at 25, um, too young. Um, I, it's hard you to can't say that you, you can't say that though, because you're going to, you're going to appreciate well, it's right. going to be I'm the height high. of your success again. For, for that, my success of, or my height of success at 25, um, I had a business. I was investing in real estate. Uh, Tamar, did you ever find these like mentors that were like, follow everything I say to the T, and you will find success? 
Uh, thankfully, thankfully, oh, I have not. <laughs> Thank God you have it. Well, I did that. I was like, oh, I can do that. I can follow rules. Cool. So I did that and I was making good money. I was on the outside. I was, I had it together. I had my life together. And on the inside, I was suffering. I was crushed. I had completely lost sight of who I was as a person, as an individual, my creativity, my own thoughts and my, my own power was completely given up for something else that as artificial as money, as quote unquote success to the outside world. And on the inside, I couldn't do anything. I was uncontrollably crying every single day. I didn't know why I had completely lost sight of who I really was. It was the darkness and the pressure on my chest and in the middle of my forehead was so painful, physical pain. I was going to the doctor all the time. I couldn't figure it out. I thought many times about taking my own life. It was just, it was the darkest point of my life when it should have been the height of my success and happiness. Wow. So all of these questions came back, these thoughts, these why do we experience what we experience? How do we interpret that when we think about suicide and classmates, when we think about schizophrenics and having this reality, how we perceive something? What was going on in my head at that moment when everything should have been great, but I was miserable to the point of wanting to end it all? And I started reading. I started reading um, The Power of the Subconscious Mind. I found the video, video of The Secret, thank goodness, um, and I very slowly started coming back into my own way of thinking and, and learning about myself and doing lots of soul searching. I traveled uh, to Asia, I went around, I, I spoke to monks, and everyone's like, who's this you know, little blonde girl asking <laughs> what happiness means to me, but it was, it was very soul searching and eye opening. and. I got back to who I really am, I think, throughout that process. That's crazy. But you, you really, you, you have to kind of make that soul searching experience more of, it has to be an integrative experience like you have. Because I actually read the book, The Secret. Mm -hmm. I read Think and Grow Rich twice. I never actually finished them both times. I like got mm -hmm. to like, you know, the first half of it, like it's really great. And you're like, oh, I love it. And then it, like, I guess, I don't know, it gets nuanced and I never, <laughs> I never actually finished it. But, the, you know, both of them are the same thing. It's all about positive self worth and whatever else and then hopefully it manifests in your dreams and your desires and sort of that's what yeah. I feel right now but it's weird because I actually read when I read Think and Grow Rich to the two times and I read The Secret both times I loved it but I was also not realizing that I was depressed when I was when I had this experience and I was like oh my god my life is gonna be so much better and then eventually I just sort of kind of gave up on it and it's like, like that's why I say it's immersive and have something that like, you know, where you actually met with monks. You can't just read the book and all of a sudden feel like it's, yeah. that's it. You yeah. have to do more. You have to make it a continuous uh, state of being. And then, you know, when you're, if you're depressed, when you start to read it, um, as long as you maintain that kind of lifestyle, that mindset, then it, it can potentially bring you out. So I just want to kind of throw that out there. So I like that you were able to do more. I love that you brought that up. Absolutely. I, I truly believe that words do not teach, experiences teach. And that's how we learn is through experience. So we can read all we want. If we're not actually experiencing, if we're not putting something into practice, if we're not remembering what we are, our power, how we can shape our worlds, if we're forgetting that daily, which I recently watched a documentary on Netflix and, um, they were saying how there's something in our brain that actually causes us to forget these, these kind of universal laws. So to remember this and make this a habit of our daily practice, which is what this app will, always, will be about, um, creating daily practice for us to remember this, um, then you can actually shape your life. Because tomorrow, I can't tell you how many friends I have that were super into the law of attraction, super into you know taking control, and then they also just, they forget. And it happens. I've done it too. I've fallen in and out of it several times. Um, but it's very interesting how that works. It, it's easy to get caught up in the, the swiftness of life without yeah. remembering who we are and getting still and, and reconnecting with, with us. And that's what this whole process was about coming out of this really deep, dark depression, remembering who I am because I put so much of my worth in listening to somebody else telling me what to do. 
that I didn't have a clue of who I, who Maya Russell was as an individual. Right. And remembering this and helping other people remember this and putting it into a daily habit is, is something that I'm so passionate about. And I, I really want to give back in a positive way. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, it's interesting going back to the whole thing about reality. Um, you know, in, in my quest for finding myself and kind of just finding value in the human life, there's uh, an interesting, another a book that I read. Well, it's a book that like, I hopefully everybody has known, but like the seven effect, uh, seven habits of highly effective people. And mm-hmm. one of them is about um, one of one of them. I've, I, I might have potentially talked about this in the podcast in the past, but I think that's a, it's a thing that really resonates with me the most. And that's the fact that when we um, are, we, we, you you could see things that you know you, you know the famous um, the famous optical illusion that if you look at it one way you'll see an old woman, but if you look at it another way you'll see a young a young woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's like the fact is it's it's all about understanding that people do there is diverse diversity in how people look at the world, and mm-hmm. it's about recognizing that we you know we might be seeing one of of those two things, but um, we have to we have to kind of like or we could see both, but hopefully hopefully <laughs> hopefully we have a recognizance that uh, that other people have different perspectives and you need to be open minded about those perspectives. Uh, I think for me that was kind of eye opening because uh, yeah I, I mean especially since COVID happened I've kind of taken a leadership of of like a, a WhatsApp group with 250 locals and I didn't realize that you know with a room with 250 people you have like 270 different opinions and it has put me in a position where I have to really be empath- empathetic and really kind of get in the get in the shoes of other people. It's also been very difficult. Um, but yeah, I know I'm, I know it's a little different than what we're talking about here. But I think there's really it was just very valuable because yeah, people people's realities are extremely different. Some of them are like completely different, and obviously this is, these people are not schizophrenic. But we have to be realize that even in in what we consider reality, there's so much diversity and um, you know just having an understanding and being uh, you know empathetic again is is probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a safe way forward. Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely, it, it seems so obvious, right? To think like, oh, compassion is, and empathy is obviously the way forward, but that's not how a lot of people see it. And I think that goes back to uh, what we were saying that it, it's very much about the, the, the person's, the individual's perspective. And it doesn't really mean you know, as the leader of a WhatsApp group or uh, myself talking to peers, trying to make them see my way of being, that's that's irrelevant, honestly. But what it is is that it starts at the core. So if each of us start at our core and remember who we are, I am a powerful being. I am so much more than what the world sees. I am a creative person. I know what's best for me because I have intuition and I listen to my intuition. If we start at that core and then from there we can branch out, I think naturally we can experience empathy and compromise and um, listening to each other and, and caring for one another. But I think it very much starts from the inside and I think that's, part of the reason why we're seeing so much adversity in the world. It's not starting from a place within. It's not starting with self-love. It's not starting with self-respect. Yeah. It's starting with, you need to change this way about yourself to make me happy. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's very hard. It's cyclic, but it's, it's extremely difficult because if you don't believe in yourself and you don't have that faith in yourself, then it's going to be extremely difficult to kind of take that and convey that to other people. And yet you can be like, we can, you and I could be having this conversation and I could be like my, an earlier version of myself could be listening to this conversation and it all sounds well and good. But until you start to internalize it and do it, like it's, it's, you're just going to be like, oh, this sounds really nice. But you know, you have to, you have to be, it's it's like when it comes to anything, when it comes to recovery of like, you know, uh, uh, like deciding that you want to go on a, on a, not, I want to go on a lifestyle uh, change, like, you know, to actually go to rehab or to, to go on a lifestyle change of losing weight, you have to actually be ready to do it. You have to be, you have to have an open mind and you have to be receptive to it versus, oh, it all sounds so good. You know, that was sort of maybe my struggle. Why? Like, 
you know, Think and Grow Rich and The Secret were such wonderful things. And I was potentially receptive, but I wasn't really receptive. So having, being receptive will get you to where you need to be. And then when you get to, when you are where you need to be, then you'll be able to, like, it literally, it's, it, it's a compounding effect, but you have to oh, let it in and you have to do well, it really slowly. Yeah. Compounding effect, that was beautifully put. I couldn't agree more. And it, it doesn't stop at reading the book. Uh, it doesn't stop there. I mean, honestly, when I read Think and Grow Rich, um, I loved it. It was great. It started me on my path for, you know, realizing thoughts and, and everything like that. But it also led me to the path of working too hard and someone telling me what to think and me being like, well, whatever I feel is wrong, whatever they say is right. I mean, that was that was my jumping yeah. off with that book. So, I mean, it was destructive in my hands. Right. But if you continue on that journey, so you read the book, The Secret, and then let's say you want to do an audio series of something else and then something else. And if you continue that educational process and keep on looking within, then I think that that's, you know, what you were saying. I think that that's the, uh, the moneymaker, if you will. That's how you, you achieve those results. You keep the unfolding, unfolding. So, you know, the one thing that I would say is that, like, your struggle uh, and what you went through is that you were trying to be like you were very suggestive to everything that kind of came in and you were receptive to everything that comes in. You you do have to kind of filter out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, Absolutely. But don't do so with a positive mindset. Well, what? I would say don't. I mean, listen to it all. OK, can you, maybe you can tell me who this quote is by. I've been about it a lot lately. Um, I'm not going to do it like verbatim, of course, because I don't even know. But who was it that said, learn as much as you can, then throw it out the window and use your intuition to make your decision? I, I have love no that. idea. I have, I don't, I haven't actually heard that, but it's really interesting. I'm not, I'm, I don't want to put religion into this, but like Judaism happens to be very similar to that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, like you make, you make the observance of the religion kind of work for you within your life which yeah. people don't realize, which is really interesting. Um, I have no idea, but that really resonates with like, you know, my lifestyle and what I've, you know, I obviously perceive as, as that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good, I, it's a I good mindset. Most religions are, are all going towards the exact same thing, <laughs> Okay. you know, um, but it, it gets so convoluted with, with power and um, control and judgment. When really it's so much more supposed to be about love right and acceptance and caring for each other right yeah yeah it's really about being resilient and being when when you're being when you're accepting all of this input all of these inputs you need to obviously like let those literally permeate you you have to believe in it like when it comes to affirmations in general especially with your products um you need to like there the the beginning when you start these things and you start hearing about oh affirmations positive self-talk it's all so some a lot of people it, it feels very fake oh yeah. but i don't identify with it. i don't believe in it and yeah. the problem is that you say that and you think that and once you start thinking that those affirmations are just going to freaking bounce off so you need to be resilient you need to be prepared to accept it and you need to be ready and it's not necessarily about like you know what i've been saying it's all about the uh like sucking things in like a sponge it's about doing more than just like, you know, reading and, and, you know, using the app, but it's about doing things and executing upon things. So for example, for me, uh, I coupled my desire for self-love uh, with physical activity as well. And I, I was sedentary for a very long time. So for me personally, like I still can't, I will never, I don't think I will ever be able to do a, to do a 5k a sub 35 minute 5k maybe maybe i'll do a sub 35 minute 5k I, I very likely never do a sub 30 minute 5k because i was sedentary and i had so many other things that you know but whatever it is the fact is that i'm doing it i'm so proud of myself that that oh, i was able to get myself out and about and it's not about freaking finishing first it's about getting it done and putting putting physical activity for myself and coupling it with this mindset and coupling it with the education and all these other things, they have to work in tandem. Very, very, very important. And that, in my opinion, is how you bring yourself out of a freaking funk that for me personally <laughs> was literally lasted more than a decade of my life. Oh my goodness. Congratulations, Tamar. That's so freaking incredible. I love it. Yes, yes. yes. Cool. Cool. So, so let's talk, let's talk about your, I, I, I kind of talked about my self-care routine. Tell me a little bit about yours. 
Um, first, before we do that, um, I wanted to go back to what you were talking about with, um, you know, you have to believe it and all this stuff. Um, if we talk about, <laughs> it sounds a little dark. If we talk about mind control, all right? So we can be taught something. If something is repeated over and over and over and over again, we start to believe it. Right. And that goes for when we're children and we are euphoric and we are just a ball of love. And then little snide comments come here and there from let's say a family member or a, a school bully or something like that that says, we're not that great. You're not that great. You're not that great. And it's just little by little, just chips away at the mind. Yep. What if we replace that with a, I am worthy. I am worthy, just a little bit here and there, just replacing that old negative belief that was learned, completely learned and replacing it with new ones. That's what this is about. You know, that's what, it's just replacing those habits of negative self-talk with something that's more positive so that we can benefit from that instead of this false belief before. Right, Our the education has so to start early. All. Yeah, it's extremely valuable, but the education has to start early. I have four children right now. And I realize I, I probably should be doing a little more of the, that reinforcement because I can't imagine that, you know, that we're, everybody grows up into adults where they kind of doubt who they are. Yeah, so, absolutely. So maybe I mean, thank you for that for that validation of like, you know, I need to I need to kind of teach my kids <laughs> to do this right now. You got it. You kind of like need to make a appreciate you kids app. <laughs> Seriously, I would love that. Um, so this it should be accessible to all ages, um, yeah, still yeah. kind of gearing towards Gen Z, but um, I, I feel like when we're growing up, when we're, when we're infants, you know, learning to walk, it's like, you know, you can do it, it's okay, oh, you fall, no big deal, continuously talking to ourselves like that as adults, and honestly, we, you know, you're, I'm sure you're doing a great job of being a mother, um, and, but learning all of that, we have to unlearn that, whether it's from your mother or from you know, your teacher or whoever, regardless, we're going to be getting that negative reinforcement as well. We will, that's that's what life is, but it's our job to to take responsibility for our own thoughts and how we feel about ourselves. Yeah, 100%. Because we can unlearn that behavior too. Right, and then it's the thing, I, I I mean, I'm living proof of that. Like we, you yeah, know, exactly. I learned, yeah. Damn straight you are. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that word. No, it's all good, I'm not editing it out. <laughs> I, I, I don't necessarily, uh, I, I make it, sometimes there are people who use verbs that, and phrases that it's okay. My kids don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're cool. talking about self-care. Yes. Tell me a little bit about what you do to kind of keep yourself sane. So after, um, I, when I started kind of edging out of that depression, um, through, you know, just trying to treat myself better, trying to take care of my thoughts a bit more, calming myself down, that pressure was being relieved. Um, I realized I needed a creative outlet. Um, that was really important to me. Um, so I was in theater growing up and I love horror. I'm a huge horror fan. Um, <laughs> and we have this thing in Orlando, Florida called Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. And I would go every single year and I absolutely loved it. I had the season pass holder to go as many times as I wanted to go. And I was like, I need to audition for this. This would be so much fun. So I auditioned and I got it. And it was like the best thing in my life. It totally changed my life around. And I realized I needed a creative outlet. I needed to do something where I use my body. I'm a very physical person. I've always been very physical. I like exercising, all that sort of thing. Um, but um, to, to put into, to be made up in just like crazy makeup and an insane costume from these amazing costume designers and makeup artists. And, um, you know, try to scare guests was just such a big freedom and release of energy. It really changed my life around. It sounds so weird. I'm very aware of that. Um, no, listen, you know what, whatever works for you, not everybody's doing the most conventional things to take care, you know, to take care of themselves. You know, I'm not expecting everybody to say, oh, I run, oh, I exercise. You do say you're physical. And I do those too. But yeah, it was like having, having a creative outlet where like, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be this, you know, scary, a sane asylum kind of creature thing that gets loose and then scare guests at the park it was just like it was it was a total freedom of 
somebody telling me like you need to do this and this and this and this and this to be successful to someone putting me in insane makeup and being like be scary I'm like I I got this it was so much fun I can't even tell you tomorrow it was it was at a level that I I didn't know that I needed at the time but finding a creative outlet has been extremely important to um, self-care for me because I, I, I I imagine you two are quite analytical yeah. being in the world, um, numbers and data and just tracking everything and, and checking on it and then trying it again. Um, very right side of the brain to just kind of letting it go. And, um, I got, I, I got, um, represented at that time for modeling and acting. And I, I took up that and I, I've done a lot of other things. So having that kind of creative outlet has been really good. Um, okay. I'm also, so look- let me, oh, let, me, let me share something. I'm going to make an admission here that I never made before, but I, you know, I, I have shared this like briefly, but I didn't actually share uh, it in the extent that I'm about to do. Uh, so my discovery of scent made me start to like kind of want to live again. But the first thing that I did really after that was I found Smule uh, online, um, which if you're not familiar is like basically karaoke. And I, for a while, I didn't, I silenced myself on social media. I stopped tweeting for like about seven years. Uh, I barely posted on social because I was just afraid of like the scrutiny and to be, you know, people unfriending me because they see me all of a sudden. Like it was stuff like that that I just didn't want to do. Uh, I engaged in conversation. I still kind of just do it this way because I I prefer to engage, provide value to other people's conversations and make it about me. But, um, depending on the platform, but the the, re- the reason why I wasn't able to, to speak is because I just didn't feel like I had a voice. So I started, uh, the, the thing that I did after sent, kind of changed my life was I started Smule and I started singing. And I got so excited. I started singing, you know, uh, harmonies on like Les Mis and, you know, I, then, then all the rock songs that I like to sing. And I remember I, at that time before I like, you know, didn't need to see a psychiatrist anymore. I, I shared I shared the video uh, I, I shared a, I shared a I shared I shared one of the duets that I sang um, for uh, a confrontation on Les Mis. It's a pretty mm-hmm. pretty. It's one of the the pretty my my favorite actually Les Mis song. Uh, and I I shared the duet with a, with my psychiatrist, and he listens to it, and he's like, "Oh, the guy has a good voice." I'm like, "What about me?" <laughs> And he's like, oh, well, the guy's the guy has a good voice. (laughs) He's like, you're okay. Like, you know, but for me, yeah, you know, it was like, you know, thanks, thanks for the reinforcement. (laughs) But at that point, I was okay, you know. And then I realized, you know what? I I don't. It was. I would say I was a little hurt, and I still the fact is that we're we're two years later, and I'm still kind of like thinking, oh my god, you know, my my psychiatrist insulted me without like, yeah, yeah. Well, what? I said, that's not the point though. You did it. And that's yeah. and creativity man, it comes from the heart. It, it, it's freeing. It's amazing. Good yeah. So, so, so yeah. So for a while I was like, that could be a deterrent. I'm not going to do it anymore. But I'm like, you know what? Who cares? And plus, I know that I'm not, you know, your opera trained singer, but I also know I know how to freaking sing. So you know what? I don't give two craps about that guy that I listen to. It's sort of the same thing. I'm resilient and I, I filtered through his... I don't know. It's, it was a negative talk, but like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't particularly positive. So just kind of <laughs> bouncing back to what you said before. Yeah, that's something I don't necessarily want to say. And, and no, but thankfully, I'm proud of you. That's yeah. great. I'm glad so, you did. Yeah, yeah. So like, I, you know, I listen to myself. I'm like, you know, I used to be like, I had I had an extremely high ego when it came to singing because when I was younger, my um, my music teacher gave me like every solo, like everything. She loved me so much. And obviously that puts me at this pedestal that I'm like, I'm the best singer ever. And then, you know, when you get this and I'm like, you know, the reality is that I'm not so good. <laughs> like, you know, I thought, oh, it can be an American Idol. I want to get the feedback. <laughs> no, but I'm glad I got it from this guy because he's sort of a hard ass too. <laughs> Still, that's wonderful. And if it makes your heart happy, I think that that's great, you know? If, yeah. So and it brought me into a place. Night, I watched yeah. the stretcher too, and they have the great quote that's like, if you wake up every morning and you want to sing, you're most, you're supposed to be a singer. I'm like, love that. It's so sweet and great advice. You know, yeah. do whatever your heart really wants you to do. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be a singer, but I'm glad that I was able to use that because leveraging my voice in this way made me more comfortable to share my voice elsewhere. It's weird because obviously nobody necessarily is listening to this and I'm okay with that. I'm completely okay with the fact that 
There is no audience, but it's therapeutic. So there are times where I retreat to my bedroom and I'm singing on top of my lungs with this duet that, you know, my whole family can only hear one. Like I have my headphones, my earbuds in my ears. So I'm like, I'm singing. And my husband's like, you don't sound so good. And I'm like, but then you hear the output. And I'm like, you know, because he doesn't know that I'm singing harmony and he doesn't hear the other side. It's not about that. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually thinks I'm okay. But like, you know, the thing, the, the, the fact is that like you hear only the harmony side without anything else, but then it comes together and it sounds, I think it sounds pretty good. I'm not, I, I again, I'm not going to be your classic trained opera singer I'm gonna be somebody who's able to just feel like she's able to use her voice and it feels cathartic and over time it has given me the confidence to start speaking up and I didn't have that for such a long time so it is a creative outlet for me that kind of was an impetus to, to start living uh, it was to, to continue my my trajectory of living again Girl, that's amazing. That, what a simple act of just starting to sing and how it transforms your life so that you can speak up more. So you can, almost like a, a clearing of the throat chakra. So you can just use your voice for good. It, that's beautiful. That is, yeah. that is the perfect example of, of using your intuition to make your, change your life for the better. It's, yeah, I, li- I like the way you say clearing your throat. Cause yeah, I, there's clearly something there for a very long time. I have the, I have a similar problem. I I was um I wasn't bullied, but I was made fun of for trying out for the uh, like fourth grade um, talent show. I sang a song and like everyone clearly hated it. Like it was so awkward. And ever since then, like I had I had a, a lead in like the school play a couple times uh, or school musical a couple times. So I hated singing after that. It traumatized me, and to this day I still don't do karaoke. Like I won't do it. I don't enjoy it. I sing in the car and that's it. <laughs> yeah, well, try this because you might never, you never know. If you know how to sing on key, you know, and here's the thing. If you know how to sing on key, it's better for you. And it's literally, there's like, when you, when you go to Smule and you try to find somebody who could potentially pair up with you, most of these people don't have a freaking clue how to sing. Some of these people sing so off key. I'm like, I'm like helping them sing. It's such a, it's actually cringeworthy. But well, it's, it's such a great platform to express yourself that way. If, if you, if your intuition is saying, "Hey, I want to sing, I want to do it," then you have a place to do that, and you have a community to help you do that. That is, that's beautiful. That that is the best use of creativity to to put that out into the world, that product into the world. And, and yeah. I hope people feel that way about appreciate you when when it's released. I'm really you know, looking I forward that. to it. I'm super excited about. It. I love what you're doing. Thank you. I'm really, really excited about it too. It's gonna be great. Yeah. So tell me, tell me more. Is there, is there anything else? I guess it's you know, is that, is that, is that the story of the self care story? <laughs> I mean, oh gosh, I could talk about self care all day probably. Um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, your product you. is self care. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. So. I like I do daily morning routines. Um, so my morning routine is wake up. I do my very best not to check any social media um, before I get up. I drink coffee. I journal. I do um, at least one page. Bare minimum is one page of gratitude or appreciation. Um, so it's just reaffirming what I do love about my life, making sure that I'm still feeling like okay, even though I feel or I could feel not. These days are very few and far between, but feel like horrible, like the world is not great. I'm not great. I feel like a loser or something like that. But if I can just put that down on a piece of paper and be like, oh, that's right. I still do have like really great friends. I still do have a beautiful place to live. I still do have, you know, my health is still good. That's good. Uh, my partner, he's, he's a lovely person and he cares about me a lot. Um, that sort of thing. If I just put that out on one page, write it out, literally. Um, then I start my day in a much better place. Most of the time I'm feeling great and I fly high and then I can be moved to tears by how grateful I am for my life. Like those are the, those are the great days. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's always every single morning. That's how I start my day. Black coffee, journaling, gratitude. And then um, I go into meditation before breakfast. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I've been, you know, I read the miracle morning by Hal Elrod. And I decided that my miracle morning actually spends about 18 hours <laughs> because when I start my day, like I actually, it, my, my, my daily regimen, I realize it's not, morning is not the best for me. When I, I do journal, but I do it in, I do it in an app. I do a gratitude journal as well. Also in an app, I exercise only at night, all these things. Like, I, I just want everybody to realize that there is a whole element of more making this a morning thing. 
don't feel like you're obligated. Some people do not want to wake up in the morning and start thinking about what makes them, what, what's, like, I, I end up reflecting on what made me great, feel grateful over the last, like, you know, 12 hours, 16 hours of the day versus, yeah, so, so, but yeah, but I, I totally hear you and I, I love that. And, and, and most, most successful entrepreneurs, as they say, usually have some sort of regimen just like that. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like if I start my morning, without going into this, I, I downslide fast. If I start my morning on social media, my entire vibe is drastically altered to a lower vibration uh, or lower frequency. I am, I'm just, uh, I'm much harsher on myself. I'm much harsher to others or, or I get agitated more easily. There is a huge night and day difference between starting my morning focusing on what's positive in my life and then I can soar upwards from there versus starting on a very low level and then just kind of wavering and, and surviving. Yeah, I, I hear you, I hear you. I like to say, like, the last thing I do before I go to bed is I usually do a, like a language lesson like through Duolingo. And Love I like it. to feel like I wake up in the morning with still like kind of bringing that in, in with me. So, you know, I, I, I know like I was just, the only reason why I raised this is because if you're not a morning person, don't feel like this is something that restricts you to not like it, it restricts your performance because you can still do really well without making it morning. But I love the fact that you really consolidated it to the morning. Well, I say morning very. Um, yeah, you could be starting your morning at two so o'clock in the afternoon. I'm a yeah. really strong night person. I could step until three a.m. No big deal. So when I say morning, I'm talking about like ten a.m. It's like six a.m. for me. Yeah, so like, but it's still that's the first thing you do. My computer working until like twelve thirty. Yeah, fair enough. That is totally fair, and you know that's the thing. You're you know some people's six a.m.s or ten a.m.s. 40 is the new is 30 you never know don't usually say and it makes me a little bit nervous but um i do get oh, don't be afraid done and <laughs> it works for me i'm just i'm very night person right right well what are you studying in duolingo right now spanish oh i think we're, we follow each other on I, I yeah, yeah. i just forgot yeah yeah right now spanish i did hebrew just because oh, i had a foundation of hebrew yeah i had a hebrew foundation uh, from, you know, grade school, and I, I, I did finish it, um, but now I'm trying to uh, yo aprender um, uh, ingles, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's yeah. pretty, it's, it's, I, 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 I definitely am going to have to, like, after I learn this, I would like to start, like, listening to it versus, because I still have to think before I, I talk, oh, like, okay. like you just yeah. heard. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, what what yeah. language are you doing uh, right now? Le Pont Français. I'm trying uh -huh. to learn French. <laughs> Got it. I figured as much. It sounded pretty French. Um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, but that's also my evening ritual. A glass of wine and Duolingo is how oh, I kind of wow. end things. Good. Good yeah. for you. Cool. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I want to ask a wrap-up question for you right now. It's what I call the common sense question. If you can give an earlier version of Maya a little bit of advice, what would you tell her? Oh, Girl, please be easier on yourself. Uh, the, the amount of pressure that you put on yourself is unhelpful and unnecessary. What you need more than anything is kindness and compassion and to allow yourself to be because you know more than you think. I love it. I love it. I also love that you had an answer immediately. I, I, I've asked this question for many, many different podcasts, not all of them. And I realized that I don't know if I have an answer for it yet. <laughs> so really? for you that you had it yeah well, that, that my perfectionism is, is super strong and real and it's it's not cute it's, it's nobody nobody benefits from it so i yeah I, uh, battle that daily for sure trying to just be more real and honest and not care so much about trying to be the, the perfect version of who i think i should be so yeah no i love it I think it's really, really, really valuable. And I mean, embody your imperfections. That's sort of the idea of my whole entire fragrance launch. I mean, I, love that. I, I, I had a conversation. I'm not going to name the person. She is a maybe a, a multi-million dollar uh, owner of a business right now. Uh, I she, she kind of inherited it, but she also has like, you know, obviously she's been the executor. And for that reason alone, I should quote unquote, respect her a lot. And yeah, certainly I respect her opinion. But she had said to me, I don't like the names of your products. 
My the names of my two fragrances are quirky and intense. She's like, what if I'm not quirky? I'm not gonna buy your product. I'm like, but that's not the that's not the objective of my product. Quirky is supposed to be about the fact that you know we do we aren't perfect. We do have our quirks. All of us yeah. do. I'm sorry to say, <laughs> even oh, if you don't necessarily see yourself as quirky. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're so, all and, weird. We all have our brand of weird. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Nobody's perfect, but it's about taking that and accepting that and appreciating who you are. Back to appreciate you. It is about taking that, putting it on, and coming to the perspective that I love myself and bringing your hands to your, your wrist, to your nose throughout the day and revisiting that mindset so that, hey, maybe I'm not perfect, but hey, I can put this on and anchor myself in the presence and love myself for who I am and not be not be a victim of self-judging and, and, and other things that you, the perspectives that other people have about you. So yeah. Great, great. Yes, yeah. love yes. it. Cool. That's, that's right. beautiful. beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Um, let me, let me, so, so I want people to follow your product launch. I want people to follow you. Tell us where we can find you. Please. Thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. Um, um go, go to, to appreciate you inc.com. That's appreciate the letter U I N C.com and sign up for the newsletter. Um, you can follow us appreciate you app or appreciate underscore you underscore app. That's what it is at Instagram. Um, we're posting regularly. I would love to have you a part of, uh, us following, following up. up, we're going to send you um, compliments weekly, um, just little things to to help you move forward and to continue your journey and hopefully help you remind, remind yourself that you're awesome just the way you are. And, you know, you don't give yourself the credit that you deserve. Let's start there. Cool. Give you some Love credit. It. Yes, absolutely. Give yourself credit. You deserve it. And honestly, the person, the harshest critic, you are your harshest critic. So don't don't criticize yourself. And seriously, nobody cares. Like they're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about you. <laughs> True. We're all a bit narcissistic, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. And the last thing I would just end with is that seriously, in like five, ten years, and maybe in, a, in forty years, no one's gonna know. Like no one's gonna give to. No, no one's gonna care that like this. Whatever. Hopefully, we've left a legacy of. A, but they're not gonna think. Oh well, this person did like slighted me. You know, it's all. It, it's all gonna be over. It's water under the bridge in time. With yeah. mindful products, products like ours, in 40 years, the world is going to look very different anyway, in a much more positive light. So exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, what you're thinking about right now is seriously nothing to dwell upon. And that's what you need to kind of focus mm-hmm. your mind on. There's freedom in our own insignificance. <laughs> 100%, 100%. Yep, cool. Yep. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here and sharing this. I really, really enjoyed this. I hope you did as well. Oh, it was oh, such, it was a, such pleasure. a pleasure. Thank, thank you so, so much, Tamar. Thank you all again for tuning in. This is your host, Tamar Weinberg of the Common Sense Podcast. Till next time, 